1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us on this Friday from Smart Yield as we take a look at the happenings of this market trade. Of course, we're going to jump right to the uh, the grain side of it. First of all, some early harvest is underway. I, I haven't seen any numbers. I've seen a lot of pictures on social media. Nebraska, Kansas, even a little bit happening in Missouri. Are we going to start to see some more harvest pressure in this trade, Troy?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we will, Susan. Um, If you look at where we came from, you know, just to back up a little bit here for the week, um, corn was down fifteen and a half cents. That's a pretty big move in the corn market. The soybeans for the week, the change in the week there, they're down thirteen and a half cents. Now, by the way, uh, the Kansas City December wheat was up two and two and a quarter cents for the week. Very quiet. Chicago, even. Quieter there, absolutely no change for the week. So wheat markets um, fairly pretty quiet, but in the, in the row crops, the soybeans and and corn, like you say, just get harvest getting underway, um, and those markets are down 13 to 15 cents for the week. Um, what I'd like to talk to you about just briefly is where are we at with the seasonal tendencies, and what can we um, maybe anticipate moving forward. Uh, we came into the springtime. We had soybeans in the ten and a half dollar range, as late as May twenty ninth. Ten forty nine was that. That or it got up to ten sixty at one point there in the end of May, and then you know plantings took place. We didn't have a big reduction in acres. Plantings weren't delayed. Everything went in the ground on time, and so consequently we were over two bucks off or lower, two dollars and thirty cents lower on that futures market here at the 8.30 mark, and I would anticipate at this point, uh, big crops get bigger, and that's just exactly what we're doing in the corn, and that's just exactly what we're doing in soybeans, very uh, typical um, seasonal tendencies in these markets. The big question right now is, where is the low, and when is it going to come in? No one really has any good luck, in my opinion, trying to pick lows, but if you've managed it through these opportunities early... Um, then we can have some bushels to move to harvest that are, you know, already contracted. Hopefully at good levels and unwinding some hedges against bushels as well. So that's that's what we hope guys are getting ready to do. Um, so, in but in the corn market, then same thing. We started out this spring um, at the very end of May. We were we hit 429. Um, the corn was going into the ground. There was a few reduction of acres that kind of helped. Hold that price up and push it up close to that 430 mark. Once we got corn in the ground, um, okay, then we dropped clear back off down to that 350 level, which is where we're at today. We've had some bumps up off of there, up to 389. Right now, today corn went home at 351 and a half. Yesterday, we took out contract low, got down to 348 and three quarters. I think big crops get bigger there. We're just starting harvest. Um, I think we could potentially see um, a lower contract low coming in in corn and beans yet as we move in here in the next few weeks uh, at the end of September.
1: Well, you know, Troy, there's such anticipation for what we're going to see in these harvest numbers, especially when you have USDA saying we've got big numbers. And the truth, obviously, is going to be in the combine when all is said and done
0: yeah that's exactly right Susan we can all the analysts and all we can do all the um guessing that we want as far as the crop side and what will actually get harvested um and then of course, the other side to it is the, the demand side typically um what cures uh, low prices is low prices and so um very very um very typically we'll see the the demand kick in after our harvest lows. And we'll see the buying take place. We haven't really seen that start in a big way just yet. Uh, the other side to that is the funds um, who, you know, the biggest players in the market, the funds added to their short positions in corn. They added to their sh- short positions in soybeans this week. Um, and I believe in meal as well. So I, I believe that the funds are, are still a big player. Sometimes they take a move and they exaggerate it. And we see that in the futures market all the time with the funds and they are adding to their short positions at this time.
1: Ethanol margins remain on the tight side. Of course, tomorrow's the big day. E15 comes back at the pumps for everybody, so hopefully we can eat up some of that corn supply.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm in favor of, I'm a champion of any time Um, we're we're looking for demand to pick up, whether it's domestically and uh, ethanol, um, whether it's feed use, which is strong, and export business, we we need um, we always need to champion those, those usage factors. And ethanol has been a big player, um, and and hopefully this will you know eventually help us um, add to domestic use in in the corn market.
1: Well, speaking of exports, I'm curious, are you seeing the China talks? Will they will they not happen? Discussion influencing the markets at all?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think especially in the beam market this week. Um, the White House, you know, the rumors and the tweets, if you will. The, uh, I've talked about you know extending you know, into the tariffs a little further, and, I, and it doesn't sound like the, the talks are coming together right now very well. I mean, if they were, we wouldn't have uh, seen beans down 13 cents for the week. And so I think we're just simply sitting here grinding lower, and no one's believing it at this point. And then you've got the funds coming in there and adding to short positions. So I don't think that that's, that's been a factor. If that can get put together, um, if they can come to some trade agreements, that would be a huge benefit in, in all of our markets, especially in those, you know, those that are directly affected on tariffs right now.
1: Talk about a market you would have to tighten the seatbelt for just because of that knee-jerk initial reaction would be absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, it could be very crazy. Um, I think that's what a lot of people are anticipating is, once the, the uh once the agreements or the rumor of the agreements start to take place, um, you know, will the buying take place? And it really should. It should it should take place. They're gonna have some catching up to do.
1: Right, well stick around folks. We've got more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up here in just a moment. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network on a Friday. I'm Susan Littlefield. Joining us is, of course, Troy Nielsen of Smart Yield. As we head into segment two, let's talk about some plantings underway. We're talking harvest getting underway here. They're already looking at getting some beans in the ground in areas of South America. But conditions weather-wise are on the dry side, but is it a concern right now?
0: You know, right now, because they're trying to get the, you know, they getting the crops in, getting the, you know, the plantings done. The dry side is not as big of a issue. Quite often, they have the opposite issue that we have. Um, in the middle of the summer, we're in a growing season. We're usually, um, you know, always looking for more moisture to come in, and they they can't shed off the moisture quick enough. So it's a problem that they don't incur very often. Um, my opinion is I don't think it'll change the acres that much. It might just in, in, change the perception of uh, what that crop's going to do unless they get the moisture in there. So, yeah, there's a concern on it right now, but I think it's really early. Um, what I think we will see, though, is with, is with the currencies um, changing uh, the year. You know, we, we, we saw some, some movement. I believe it was with the euro today um, late in the session and that really drove our cattle market up, by the way, I think because of that change. Uh, we also, back to um, I know South America, I, I think what we'll see is more, more buying pressure coming into the United States after our harvest with their anticipation of potentially some, some uh, challenges with their crops early on. So I think the world buyers will be looking at U.S. crops even more so um, I'm optimistic moving into 2019 with that, and also, like we said earlier, the you know uh, what cures low prices is low prices. So, um, and that's how the world should be coming after our commodities here within the next few months.
1: Well, Troy, I sure would hope all that pressure would kind of lean towards China a little bit to get some negotiations done, so we can get this taken care of and all move forward and try to save the ag industry a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, it, the longer every day that the calendar clicks on that we don't have an agreement there, um, it's not good for ag, and, you know, quite frankly, it's not good for, for China either. They need our commodities. Um, they've just dug their heels in pretty deep as well, and so um, it, it doesn't do either party any good at this point. Um, my opinion is um, I'd like to see them get the, get their, get the agreements put together and, and start doing business together again. Yeah. Um, it it would definitely help our futures prices moving into 2019 and and there's some time on the on the calendar it it, it was only september our crops are not out of the field yet they aren't in the export channels at this point so but every day we're getting closer to that and we need some buyers on board
1: and as we know things can change in a blink of a thunderstorm for many
0: yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) we're one one tweet one tweet away from soybeans um and and other commodities um feeling effects of it that's for sure
1: i think we just made the hair on the back of the necks of a few grain guys let's jump (laughs) let's jump over to what we are seeing on this cattle market i know we had a limit up day on the cattle what are your thoughts some sharp gains within this market trade good way to wrap up a friday that's for sure
0: yeah it really is when i'm going to back up just a little bit price-wise and look at these november feeders um, when we we were uh, back in April, these November feeders were in the 142. We got into April and May, um, we were as low as 138. By the middle of July, we moved into the 142 range, or excuse me, 155 range. Um, so what we really did to here this week is went back up, challenged those contract highs. That we had back in July and just happened to be today we took them out we took out those contract highs. but we've been here and in, in the last couple of months we've been in this price range um, my opinion is technically we're getting way overbought in the cattle market I think every analyst would tell you that when they look at a chart that um, we're overbought technically and seasonally um, you can see these type of moves take place seasonally but seasonally we also are coming into a time of year where um, you you get to oh close to you know the end of September first week of October usually there's some pressure down on these markets so i don't know if we're doing counter seasonal type of moves here in in the in the cattle or if we're we're, we're um, going to continue on with more seasonal tendencies.
1: Uh, quickly, I know that we've re- been dealing with the the swine fever. Now there's a cholera outbreak in Japan as well. Lots of things to slow down. The Packers as well with the hurricane here in the United States.
0: Yeah, you're exactly like, yeah, the Packers, um, one side of it is uh, the demand's not going to be there because people are, you know, hiatus off the East Coast and they're not going to be grilling outside there this weekend, of course. Um, the other side to that is on the supply side, um, in those hog packing plants, um, they might be several days with that their doors are closed and they're not slaughtering anything.
1: What's the best way for folks to reach you, Troy?
0: Yeah, just give us a call here at Smart Yield in Carney at 308-234-6805.
1: Thanks so much, Troy. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell for you on this Friday afternoon, being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural
0: Radio Network.